0: Hi, and welcome to this episode of ONS Energy Talks. This episode, we will look closer at carbon capture and storage, and I have with me three exciting guests across the value chain today. And we're asking if we have the right business models to make carbon capture actually work. Uh, my name is Inge johannes Stenberg, and I am the communications director in ONS, and this episode is recorded at the ONS Net Zero Markets kickoff in Stavanger. Net Zero Markets is the dedicated venue where we dive deeper into renewable and low carbon technologies and market opportunities at ONS. And we are so lucky that we have five committees working on creating the content. And these committees are made of top level people working with hydrogen, offshore wind, batteries, solar power, and not to forget carbon capture and storage. And we'll focus on the latter today. do we really have the right business models to make it work but before we dive deeper into the producer and the distributor and the suppliers here we'll start with how it looks from the regulatory side and we have with us Alexander Eng you're the deputy director general at the Norwegian Ministry of Petroleum and Energy welcome thank you what is your role What you have background from business but now you're in the ministry
1: Right, I head uh, I the CCS uh, section at the ministry, and uh, we're responsible for following up the, the government's policy on on CCS. Uh, we follow up the longship, uh, the full scale uh, demonstration project for CCS. Uh, we follow up the technology center at, uh, at Mongsta, uh, which is the world's most flexible, lar- largest and most flexible uh, test center for CO2 capture technology in the world, actually. Uh, we follow up the state-owned enterprise uh, Gosnova, uh, which specializes in, in CCS, um, and, uh, and they handle all the day-to-day work uh, really uh, on behalf of the ministry.
0: You briefly mentioned now, but what is the status now of CCS in Norway, and maybe even uh, touch in on on the European side of it, because it's it's not a silo-based thing we're talking about here.
1: I think that's a good, uh, very good point. It, certainly is uh, an international uh, uh, thing we're do, trying to do here. Um, Norway has invested a lot of money into uh, research and, and development. Uh, the tech center that I mentioned uh, at Mongstad, uh, the, the full-scale uh, demonstration project uh, Longship, uh, and we also award uh, acreage for commercial storage project on the on the Norwegian continental shelf. Um, How's
0: that going? Do you have
1: many uh, suppliers? There's a lot of interest in in storage uh, capacity and and developing storage sites uh, on the shelf. And and that's, uh, we've really seen the ball uh, starting to roll uh, for CCS in Europe and also commercially uh, in in, in Norway. So it's, uh, and I I think this was really kick-started by the Longship project. Uh, So it's it's, it's a very interesting uh, development there.
0: Let's talk a little about uh, the international part of it. We'll dive deeper into this later, but it hasn't always been, carbon capture hasn't always been the the thing to uh, uh, root for in Germany, for example, or in the EU. So how does that look now?
1: We're seeing a lot of movement. We had uh, uh, visitors from, from Germany. We've had a lot of visitors from Germany uh, the last year or so. Uh, and I think um, the Heidelberg cement project the capture project that we have in norway is uh, uh certainly contributed and, and the work that heidelberg yeah, has been do, been doing in germany uh we've had a very targeted uh strategy and sort of developing uh, a communication platform in, in in germany uh and i think the ngos uh have played an important role um so we we had um the, the Vice Chancellor Habeck uh, visiting uh, visiting the site at uh, at Nordsem in brevik uh, uh, in January, and I think that that was that was really a turning point for uh, the the perception of CCS in Germany. But at the same time, uh, I think that there's a long way to go actually uh, in Germany uh, before people start to love CCS. Uh, they, they, I, I think it's a, a question there of uh, um, a lot of people see it as a pragmatic uh, solution that, that is required, uh, but I guess most most people don't really uh, have have any idea of of the concept.
0: They have to listen to this podcast then. Uh, before we go further, I wanted to ask you when when the suppliers, companies, distributors, producers what are the things they have trouble with and need the government and the regulations to fix or incentivize in some way what are the main issues
1: i think there're two two key issues uh, one is to develop scale uh, so we can bring down the costs uh, of ccs uh, and the the second is uh, the hen and egg issue. Uh, so for, for capture sites to uh, make an investment decision in developing a capture uh, project, they need to know that there's a storage project coming uh, and vice versa. A storage project won't be developed until uh, they know, know that there's a customer willing to, to pay um, for use of the storage. So I think those with both those two issues, it's it's um, it needs to be industry-led, but I think governments have uh, a role to play uh, on both those issues.
0: And with that, we have a foundation for knowing a little bit more about the regulation. We want to move over to the producer and distributor side, and we have with us vetle Haug He's from he's the head of sustainability at Heidelberg Cement in Northern Europe. And Johanne Hansen, bø VP and head of CCS at Altera Infrastructure. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you. We know that we have some of the regulations in order. We have long ship and, and things are moving a little bit. And technologically, we have the solutions in place. But how do we connect the pieces? That's what we want to explore a little bit. We talk about first movers. And you guys are both first movers in a way. Um, let's start with you, Vetla. How... How is this now for you guys in in Brevik and in Heidelberg?
2: Well, right now it's quite hectic since we're in the middle of construction. So we are building the uh, capturing plant right now, and we are more than halfway uh, to the finishing line. So it's uh, really excited And and we have, uh, of course, now for many years been very focused on getting this project uh, financed and realized. And now we are actually seeing that we're going to deliver a product that is quite unique nobody else in the world will have a CCS cement in the market like we will have in just two years so that is uh, quite a challenge for us
0: and Johanna you guys were just awarded a big big uh, job tell me more about Stenomaris. Yeah,
3: so uh, in Altera uh, infrastructure we have been uh, working on a CCS concept now for more than 10 years and we have called that Stella Maris. Stella Maris is a fully integrated uh, value chain on the CO2 infrastructure from collection, uh, not from capture, but from collection in the terminal to permanent and safe storage offshore Norway. Uh, and one of the reasons for us to develop an integrated value chain is really what you also said, how do we connect the various pieces together? Because uh, this is a totally new industry. Uh, Being an early mover comes with a lot of opportunities, but also risks. And uh, then if we can offer a one-stop shop to the customers, we can then ensure that we don't have too many interfaces and that we connect these various um, pieces and by that mitigate risk together with the Uh, the customers and also partners.
0: There you touch upon uh, my next point because how on earth do we make money on this and who will be (laughs) the money makers? Let's uh, start with you Vettel. It's quite expensive to building uh, all of this
2: Absolutely. But uh, yeah. first, um, concrete, that's the main product that we end up with. All the cement Cement is the glue in concrete and concrete is the most produced product in the world. And concrete is quite cheap as well. Maybe pay like in Norway, um, one crown for uh, one liter. So it's a cheap product. So how do we get uh, this uh, financed? Well, it's a combination of um, the cost of not doing emission cuts those who doesn't do the cuts they will have larger expenses with their production and we also see that uh, the there are willingness to pay for our products and there's a lot of uh, builders contractors governments all that uh, uses our material they uh, need to improve their carbon footprint and um, we uh, we strongly believe that there's a willingness to pay for this as well and um, That is what we're going to prove with our project, that this is uh, something that society actually wants.
0: Do you believe the business model we're now embarking on is the way to go, or do we still have some way to... Explore this,
2: and uh. well, our product is, you know, our uh, project is uh, unique in that way that it's, just, it's the first, and it's of course uh, a lot of uncertainties, and we have uh, very strong finance. Without it, we couldn't have realized this. Um, but anyhow, in our company, in Heidelberg Materials, we do see that the CCS will be the future for us, and we have uh, a lot of other projects in pipeline. There will be other approaches coming. Um, we will be alone on the market for. Three, four years at least. Uh, so we will work really hard to uh, to tell the market this is the way to go. Maybe the Norwegian model uh, is not suitable for all of the markets, but I'm sure that uh, there's a lot of our of um, in people in the, our industry, and we'll look to uh, to Norway and see how can we this into the market and make money out of it.
0: Johanna, you come from a completely different part of the industry in this future business, if we call it that. How does that... You guys have been doing a lot of other things uh, in addition to CCS and your ships are everywhere, really. So... Do you believe in this business model that we're embarking on now?
3: We, we strongly believe in the business model and we need to make it work. It is very different from the other uh, segments that we are operating in. Uh, what we saw early is that this is, uh, um, this is not a super profit market at all, as we see in oil and gas uh, industry. So we need to get the costs down. We need to be competitive. And how do we do that? How do we commercialize CCS? Uh, Our answer to that is that we need to go large scale. We need to um, build large ships. We need to have a large storage capacity. Uh, And by that, we can build a shared infrastructure across Europe for multiple emitters. That's really how we need to, to work on this. Uh, but it is a, it's is—it's definitely a challenge because you can't build large scale from one day to another. You need to scale up. And the only way you can do that is you need to build strong partnerships in the industry. This is industrial development. And we need to lift projects, capital intensive projects of this scale together. So if we can then scale up and reach a large scale CO2 infrastructure, this should be uh, it, it should really be uh, possible for us to to make money on this and, and make it commercialized
0: It, it sounds all good uh, it sounds very optimistic but I want to conclude from a different angle than we've been touched upon uh, just yet do we have the people to do this because when it comes to recruitment, when it comes to uh, the dwindling numbers of uh, petroleum engineering and studies for example um, we have a youth that is Quite deindustrialized, if if we can use that um, uh, word. How how does this look from your uh, side, Vetle?
2: From our side, it doesn't look too bad. We just had a recruitment uh, now for operators on our capturing plant. CO2 captures, we call them. And we had a huge number of applicants uh, to those positions. Um, That is uh, skilled labor to be working in in the plant and operating this. uh, So we look very positively on this. Uh, Of course, we don't have the, the... it's not our company that will build these uh, capturing plants, but we will be the customer for those companies. And I'm, and at least, I'm uh, from our part. I'm uh, that, that is not a problem. Uh, we will uh, we will uh, we will handle that.
0: And from your point of view, uh, Johanna, because you're in, in the broader um, business and you m- probably might see this already, uh, uh, that the numbers are dwindling when it comes to interest in these studies.
3: Yeah, yeah you, it, it's correct. And the, the market uh, uh, now is very tight. It's uh, difficult to attract the right talents, uh, the right people to to work on various projects. But the good thing about CCS is that we see that young talents are very interested to work on uh, renewable uh, and uh, renewable industry, and including also CCS, which is very positive. But uh, as I said, uh, the market is very tight. It is difficult to attract the right people. But as long as we can. Uh, uh, offer uh, a very kind of uh, exciting uh, projects for the future I think that that should also be a benefit for us.
0: One thing is for sure it's it's going to be very high on the agenda at ONS and I think you guys have a lot to do before that as well Uh, recruiting and building um, so with that, I thank you very much for joining our ONS Energy Talks podcast. Uh, you will find more podcasts where you subscribe and, and at ONS.no. My name is Ingrid Johanna Stenberg. Thank you to Johanna from Altera Infrastructure and Vettla from Heidelberg in, uh, Cement.